This is Ashley Kelch, and you are listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 39. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Renegades, how are you this week? Happy Thursday to you. So we are still talking love, dopamine, relationships. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, Addicted to Love, I want to encourage you, hit pause, go back, tune in, turn on, and come back. So this week, I want to know, how many of you spent time looking back at your relationships? I mean, really looking back at you in your relationships. I've spent a fair amount of time deep in these streets, looking at the way I used to date. I am a big believer that our fails, anything that we've done that didn't turn out the way we expected, is rich in data. Fail is my second favorite F word, renegades. The bigger the fail, the more I can learn. And for me, if I really want to see where my drama comes up, drama being all the thoughts and feelings that I have to hold myself back or create a crazy story, all I have to do is look to my past relationships. I've made a career out of dating and finding the one. It's actually quite spectacular. I used to look at my divorces and dating and make it mean I'm not good at relationships. I'll never find the one. I'm not lovable, only fuckable. I don't know how to commit. Relationships are hard. You can imagine where these beliefs have led me into more relationships that prove me right. I always like to remind everybody, your brain doesn't care if it feels good or bad. It just wants to be right. You will attract the people, places, and things to prove your story right every damn time. I took a long, hard look at these beliefs, and I saw how they made me feel, how I acted, and what I attracted. I followed the renegade's guide. Inquire, seek, reveal. You know how we do. There was no judgment, but rather curiosity about the results I got. What happened in that relationship? What was going on in my brain? What did I feel during that relationship? There's so much data. It's like being a scientist in a lab. We want to examine how we work in relationships and see our results so we can find new solutions. I discovered two different patterns I had when dating. I had a phase of gimme, 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 come and get me, also known as my instant gratification dopamine phase. And I had the long slow burn. The, I've been friends with you for some time and I never realized how attractive you looked telling me how your day was. I've had relationships where a man is telling me he loves me and I'm all he's been looking for and he's not sure what I'm thinking, but he's not going to be seeing anyone else. He's all in. Within three weeks, my instant gratification brain loved this, loved it. My dopamine transmitters would light the fuck up and the control station would start sending out messages. Well, that was a quick one. Well done, team. Record time. Prepare for landing. I was always shocked when it ended a few months later. I think it's safe to say that I can confirm based on the amount of time this has happened to me without a doubt that the pace set at the beginning of the relationship dictated the length, meaning the stronger and faster it began, the quicker it dissipated. And the relationships that started this way and didn't end right away were dragged out because these feelings had me under the influence that even though I'm riddled with fucking anxiety and this isn't fun and it must be toxic, I feel so much, so it must be worth fighting for. It begs questions. Can you really know love in less than three months? Should anyone start making life plans with someone they just met? 
when do you know if it's real or not? How do we not become jaded? Are the feelings we are experiencing in the beginning a true gauge of what's to come? And then there's that unexpected love, that one that takes its time with you. You wake up six months later wondering when you fell in love with your best friend or the guy you've known all these years. This love is calm, and though you weren't expecting this love, it's predictable and consistent. This is that delayed gratification. This is a love that releases all the chemicals of, I don't see anyone else. As a matter of fact, you feel so grounded in the presence, no one else exists. This is like when your phone is off or away and you don't know, maybe you've lost it and you don't care. You don't make plans, but instead, you and this person just gravitate towards one another each day. Dopamine is messaging this control board. Houston, we have a problem. Oxytocin, serotonin, and other chemicals that produce growth hormones start releasing the here and nows. These shut down your dopamine. You are in a more conscious state of being when you're falling in love and in love. Isn't this amazing? You think, I have never felt this good. This is where things can get a little fucked for some of us renegades. If you aren't used to this steady and stable love, you might feel like something is missing. Unfortunately, this high, like all highs, will only last you so long and you will start slipping back into your subconscious ways of being. So for me, this translated to something's missing. I started to worry, I'm going to get bored with this. Now I know exactly what was missing. There was no drama or thrill from being chased. The constant spinning out of what is this and where is it going? It's clear to me now exactly what was missing. Anxiety. More data. More questions. How many people do you think you've turned away or found yourself not attracted to because you didn't have the feeling? Is it possible that we are dismissing potential love and possibility because we're not feeling that immediate rush of excitement and thrill? We therefore assume we're not attracted and they're not worth pursuing. Are we subconsciously dating for instant gratification even though we say we are out here looking for the one? The chances are very likely yes. For one, if you aren't paying attention and conscious of how you want to date and making deliberate choices, but instead letting your brain operate its usual programming, it will always choose instant gratification. We as humans are wired to do just that. It's the motivational triad. Seek pleasure, avoid discomfort, and be efficient. All you have to do is look in dating apps and the hookup culture for an example of how the brain works. They make it very easy to meet and greet and engage. I was watching Sex in the City and there's this scene when Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte, they're all out on a walk. They run into this guy that Miranda had dated. Of course, they had all the questions too. Miranda said she had had sex with him twice and didn't orgasm, so never called him back. Charlotte said, you broke up with him over that. Miranda pipes back, an orgasm? You mean a major thing in a relationship. And Charlotte says, yeah, but it's not the only thing. Orgasms don't send you Valentine's Day cards, and they don't hold your hand in a sad movie. <sighs> For the first time in my life, I was like, fuck, Charlotte's right. Orgasms and great sex will keep you coming over for more in the beginning, but it will not keep you together in the end. This is the difference between dopamine and the here and now chemicals. This is the difference between instant gratification and delayed gratification. An idea that is not part of your reality yet, it's out of your reach. This lights up your brain and creates all sorts of new neural pathways to get you chasing it. It's the imagined, it's the something more is possible, and it feels intoxicating. 
When you aren't aware of how dopamine in the brain works, you will find yourself doing, feeling, and believing that what you desire needs to be in your life now. It seems like you have no choice in the matter, like it's all just happening to you. There's an intensity here. Your brain is wired to go after what's easy, what feels good now, and your brain learns very quickly the fastest way to feel good and lunges towards those things. This is why sex, alcohol, sugar are, well, they're no-brainers. Your brain knows it's going to get some sort of chemical release almost instantly from them, which is why you crave and or desire them. That instant gratification. As opposed to the ideas of working out, eating a healthy lunch every day, the benefits of those results and these choices, well, you won't see those for months. I mean, sure, you'll have an endorphin high from working out an hour later, but it requires a lot more time and energy to get it. This is known as delayed gratification. Unfortunately, what dopamine doesn't register are the effects from what it is wanting. Think hangover, heartache, sugar crash. There's zero connection between dopamine and the results. This disconnect is what leaves many of us questioning, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep going back? Choosing the same thing over and over, even though it hurts. Delayed gratification doesn't sound sexy to the brain. So what you're saying is that if I brush my teeth tonight and every night, I'll get my reward in a few years, no cavities, whiter teeth. Mm. But I want my golden goose egg now, daddy. And that is exactly what your brain thinks about dating. You mean he's not going to call me every day and tell me he loves me in three weeks? Your brain thinks that's boring. Definitely not romantic. They are steady and stable. Mm, that's not turning me on. A friend of mine is one of those guys that admittedly can't help himself. The chase is what moves him. He's all about the hunt and the pounce. He also says that normally he can maintain a relationship and that he's quite perplexed that he hasn't been able to over the past few years. So he mentions to me, he's dating a blonde, and he says, well, we all know that won't last. He believes that he can enjoy some time with blondes, but they can't hold his attention. I think what he actually says, word for word, is they can get my attention, but they can't keep it. Obviously, I had all the questions. Why are you dating her? If you know it won't go beyond a few weeks of sex and you claim to want a relationship, what are you doing? But wait, 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 wait. Did you tell her this? Does she know that this is how you feel about blondes? And he did. And I've got to give it to her for verbalizing what most every woman thinks when a man says this isn't going to go anywhere. We smile, nod and agree while coolly saying, I'm not looking for more either, but thinking I'll change your mind. I'll be the one that does it. Okay. So I asked him again, why are you dating her? And he said, well, personality wise, she checked off a few boxes. And then I gave him my classic. Are you fucking kidding me? Look. And he said, I know, I guess I was hoping I had evolved. Renegades, first of all, evolving is not having sex with people who you know won't hold your attention long term when you claim to be looking for long term. Second, when someone tells you they aren't looking for more, believe them. If you aren't looking for more, don't have sex with them. Because this is why we bitches tend to lose our minds and our shit sometimes. I am speaking to this because I'm guilty of it. When a guy tells you he's not looking for anything serious, he just wants casual, he's not ready for a relationship. And you're like, oh, perfect. I'm not either. And then you have sex. And I swear it's like a switch goes off because it does a very chemical one. You can't help yourself. 
you start thinking all the thoughts about how you might be the one he actually decides to get into a relationship for. You know, he said he wasn't looking, but how many girls have been cool with him not wanting more? You're not like the rest. God forbid this sex is good. You will find yourself digmatized, and then it's game over for any logical person. This is a triple whammy. Not only is your brain wired to work against you, now you're feeling all these other chemicals on another level, and the sex is good. You literally just don't stand a chance. I digress. Another characteristic of dopamine you should know is that it's the molecule of more, not morality. I quote, it doesn't come equipped with a conscience. The authors of the molecule of more going to say that the surge of dopamine feels good, but it's different from a surge of here and now pleasure, which is a surge of satisfaction. And that difference is key. The dopamine surge triggered by winning leaves us wanting more. If you are the least bit competitive, you must assume you are with sex and dating to some degree as well. Understanding that your brain operates like this, seeking pleasure, creating patterns, and forming new thought patterns will make a difference. Doing the inner work increases your awareness and your well-being. You will be less likely to act from impulse. You can learn how to sit through these urges, truly understand where they are coming from, and channel your energy into experiences that will offer you delayed gratification. When we are conscious of what we want and planning our lives deliberately, we can use this dopamine to fuel our actions. We can make long-term plans and still get a rush from dopamine by experiencing the delayed gratification. But if you are in a subconscious state and sleepwalking through life, following wherever your desires lead you, you will find yourself gravitating towards the fast and easy highs of instant gratification. I want to encourage you to consider channeling this energy, your time, to the things in life that will bring you delayed gratification. This is how your brain evolves. This is what brings us deep satisfaction and confidence. Take a look at how much energy you spend on dating, texting, sexting, chasing. Where are you going for your quick highs? Maybe it's drinking and social media. After I evaluated my relationships, I became aware of my patterns and behaviors, and I was able to see how much energy I was given to finding the one. And I saw how much I was willing to feel, give, and take emotionally in the name of love. Remember, you're like a scientist in a lab. We're not going to make these results mean anything negative about you. So I found that I was actually impressed with my dedication to the end goal, my commitment to the process. I thought, if I have this drive and energy to obtain this thing called a relationship, couldn't I just channel it to something else? Choose a different outcome? The mindset I had developed after all these years of being in relationships proved to be one that could overcome the unknowns, rejection, obstacles, and failures, not to mention the capacity I developed to experience all of those emotions. Why could I not apply this to something else? Of course I could. So I decided that day I would replace finding a partner with my work. I would pursue my career and my creative desires the same way I did a life partner. I mean, why not? Renegades, feelings are feelings. Energy is energy. When you give your brain the opportunity to imagine something outside of itself, something you haven't done that you think will make your life better, you activate your dopamine. Your brain is going to want to come up with all the reasons why this is hard and you can't, and that is normal, but you can. Again, just look back to your past relationships to see how much you can do and overcome. When you start to go after this new goal and replace your former go-to dopamine highs of activities like checking your dating apps every 12 minutes or juggling dating four to five people, your brain's going to want to rebel. I know my rebel brain is like a teenager who isn't allowed to go out. 
She offers thoughts like, just sneak out the window. No one will ever know. YOLO, bitches. What's worse than missing tonight's party? Your brain knows it's missing out on that easy high and it will try to talk you into it. You can handle and manage this. When you're operating from your modern brain, you can remind your teenage rebel brain. You want to do the easy thing to feel high, fast, but we've decided we are finding new ways to feel good. And brain, don't worry, you'll be fine. You've been told many times before. Channeling my thinking from finding the want to build a business has brought up every range of emotions that I got from dating. The thrill of the idea and chase to the, I can't, this is hard, I'm over it to holy shit, this is happening. I'm experiencing the delayed gratification from the years of hard work and commitment that I've made. And it's something that I celebrate. I've reached many milestones. You know, you could call those anniversaries. And all of the feelings of pride and accomplishment. All those juicy chemicals of satisfaction, the growth hormones and endorphins, oxytocin, the serotonin have been releasing for some time now. And I will tell you, I'll take these over any one night stand or morning text someone would send me. I'm seeing a return on who I am and what I'm doing. It is the best love affair I've had yet. And the silver lining? I still date, but I'm attracting different people. Ones who won't turn my life upside down for a good time. You aren't feeding their impulses fast enough and they lose interest. Suddenly, you're more drawn to the slow and steady and you find yourself choosing differently. Lastly, there's a belief that I adopted earlier this year and I want to share it with you, renegades. And it's this, love isn't anxious ever. If you're in a dating situation and you feel anxious, I want you to get really curious there because love literally doesn't produce those chemicals that cause anxiety. Love isn't anxious. I want you to tell yourself that 10 times a day. And until next week, I love you and I hope you have a great one. Talk soon. Renegades, thank you for tuning in this week. If you're enjoying this podcast, let me know. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and share it with a five-star rating and review. You can also head on over to my website, www.modernrenegades.com to sign up for my newsletter, leave your questions and comments, or just connect with me directly. I look forward to hearing from you.